This is WBCALP Boston, Boston's community radio station. Tuning in with your host, Jesse Elliott, an old soul in a young world. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We're here to chop it up about the reality of life of being an old soul. Come in and find yourself, internal wealth. Tune in to old soul in a young world. Old Soul Young World. Old Souls, Young Souls, and all my damn souls in between. Welcome back to another week of Old Soul in the Young World with your host, Jesse Ellie. Hey! Guys, it is lit. It is popping in the studio this week. We have a very special guest, a female entrepreneur, a business owner, and a former member of the X League, and so much more. Thanks for being here, Kenya McKeon. What's popping? Thank you guys. (laughs) And we're going to fill our cups because, you know, we're ladies and we get a little shy sometimes and we need some champagne. So that's what we about do. Do you want me to pour for you? Woo. Yes, please. All right, Kenya. So I'm going to give you the go ahead. I'm just going to start by saying me and Kenya have known each other for probably a decade. Kenya has literally seen me as a baby. (laughs) She's then seen me be in elementary school, in middle school, in high school. Um, So I've known Kenya for literally like so many different portions of my life. Um, So many changes throughout my life. And Mm -hmm. she has been like a really influential um, female business owner and entrepreneur that I've looked up to. Um, So I'm going to give you the reign to kind of just let people know where you're from um, and what you kind of do now. All right. Um, my name is Kenya McKeon. Yeah. Thank you for the introduction, you know. Jesse. Try to keep it lit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm 31 years old. I was born and raised in Peabody, Massachusetts. Shout out Peabody. Peabody, the hometown. <laughs> <laughs> um, from from there, I grew up. I was born and raised Peabody. Grew up there. Um, Jesse's sister was one of my best friends growing up. Yep. Still to this day. Um, <laughs> Since then, I've I've experienced a lot. I've done a lot. I'm trying to make the most out of my life. So, yes. uh, that, that, that's fun. <laughs> and that's all we can really do is like make the most out of our life because we're all given, you know, once you're born, we're kind of all given, whether it's different deck of cards, different hand of cards, um, the same opportunity to create something special for ourselves, the same path to mm-hmm. try to, you know, make something more. And I just think the special thing about like you and what you've done is you could have probably gone down many different paths and done many different things um, and gone mm-hmm. through a lot of obstacles and struggles. But you still came out where you are now doing all of these accomplishments and now having two businesses yeah. as a female at 31. Yeah. It's crazy. I just got to shout you out for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny because like hear, hearing it from someone else, I like it sounds so much better than sometimes the way I think of it. I'm of like, because I just stay so focused on what I'm doing that I don't think about like reflecting back on. Right. On that. And, you know, do you ever feel like you're your like own worst critic or kind of like you don't see yourself of like all the accomplishments you've done and everything because you're so critical because you're like 
a perfectionist being a business owner and being someone who's done all these things so young? Uh, I definitely would not call myself a perfectionist because I'm <laughs> probably Love the that. furthest from that. Uh, but I'll, we'll say like I am definitely my worst critic. Um, in, but I think it's very – I feel like when people say that it's often used negatively. But it's also very positive. It's what allows you to reflect on the things that you're doing and how to fix them and you know how it makes you a better person or helps you grow as a person and in everything and anything that you do so true so true wow that that's fire and you know Mm -hmm. i just want to get back to the basis of like how i knew you where Mm -hmm. you were at when i first met you and kind of like that path that you took that led to your other paths yeah and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i Mm -hmm. feel like one of your first passions was like being an athlete and being involved in sports and in fitness um is that correct or? 100%. 100%. Uh, being an athlete is something that I feel very strongly about. I feel like it's part of who I am. And it's funny as you go through your life and you experience different things. Like right now, I I have an athlete mentality, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm an athlete right now. Okay. Playing sports, I'm just not playing any sports. I'm not training with like a purpose, Mm -hmm. but I'm right now I'm like working out to maintain and just to live a healthy life, a lifestyle. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's fine. And health definitely plays a part in it. Um, but like, so being so young, like you started in high school, I feel like you were on like varsity softball teams. Mm -hmm. I think you did soccer. I mean, you can correct me, soccer, football, (laughs) (laughs) everything under the sun. (laughs) I tried to play every sport that I could. And I'm sure my, I thank my father for all the sports that he put me into. And I thank my father for, uh, (laughs) allowing me to try out every single sport that I wanted to try. And was that ever like um, odd from him or a pushback? Like with you being, you know, because you're a beautiful female and it's like you kind of started to defy the norms of like, okay, I can look a certain way, but I can still try out for flag football or touch football or baseball or whatever it may be. Um, Was it ever kind of like, why can you? Don't you want to like dance or don't you want to (laughs) like cheerlead or whatever? Uh, It. You know, I would say with my father, it, there was actually never pushback. I love that. Never pushback. Um, it's for him. Uh, there were parts of my life where it was just my dad, my brother and I. Mm-hmm. Um, my older sister was older than us, so she was off to college. Um, my mom and dad had their own things kind of going on. And so for my dad, it was actually easier for him, like yeah. schedule-wise and timing-wise. Right. He just put me in whatever sports my brother was doing. <laughs> so. He's like, I pretty much have two boys. Yeah. But one of them's really cute. <laughs> like, this is all I know how to do. So yeah, right. oh, your brother's going to play football. So yeah. aren't you. <laughs> but it's beautiful, too, seeing that support aspect of him not like giving the pushback and just like nope. wanting to support a dream that you had, yeah. um, even if it was off from like, quote unquote, a normal path you know what I mean yeah um and throughout the the sports that you played I remember um very vividly that uh flag football was one that you really excelled in a lot um Mm -hmm. and you were even on I believe like traveling leagues yeah like travel national teams um when the so it's called the New England Flag Football League now. Okay. Um, it originally started in Peabody. Yes. It's blown up to be very well known in New England and 
parts of like the, a lot of parts of the country. So, so were you in kind of the starting of that program? Yeah. So okay. that's what's really cool. Um, the owner of the league, his name is Austin Bradshaw, and he's really wonderful himself. Mm. And I still have an awesome relationship with him to this day. But he had um, he was just starting the league. And when he started the league, I was the only girl. In the what? league. What? Yeah. Are you serious? So I played. <laughs> You're like a legend. <laughs> so it was really cool because he he was doing a lot for the kids that were playing in the programs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so any opportunity he had to grow the league or to um, influence more like girls to get involved, mm-hmm. you know, it, it wasn't a gender-based sport, right. which was really cool. It was right. everyone plays together and boys, girls were on the same team. And, you know, what was really cool is me being a girl, often against opponents, mm-hmm. they would think, oh, leave the girl alone. She doesn't know how to play. <laughs> but instead, that was like our team's biggest like attribute was the fact that everyone would leave me alone, throw me the ball, catch it. Right. I'm touched. I'm getting a touchdown. You were like the secret superhero. Yeah. It's like you didn't know about our ace card, though. We're yeah. going to whip her out at the end of the game. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you didn't feel like being the only female on the team against other teams put you at a disadvantage. It, it kind of put you at more of an advantage. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Which was really cool. Um, and through the New England Flag Football League, I got to travel to different like NFL stadiums and play in tournaments. I've played in about 10 different stadiums. Um, I've been able to like travel to different countries, which was really awesome. I've met teams from different countries that will come here and play against us. And uh, it's been a really cool experience and it's what truly gave me this love for the game of football. For sure, for sure. That's That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, aside from, obviously it takes um, a physical a certain physical standard to be able to be in a contact sport like that. Um, but aside from that, like mentally, how do you kind of feel like you starting in like flag football and then traveling and being on these teams, being the only female um, translated to like your mental or your confidence or going forward when you, you know, went on to the X league, you know what I mean? Like how did that moment kind of push forward your mental state um when it comes to me mentally I think something that helped was I was I was always in a supportive environment I think I think all I had a lot of respect from my teammates Mm -hmm. because I was able to play and I worked hard at at the sport to make sure I was good enough and to be there, you know, there's nothing worse than having to sit on the bench, you know, like, I want to be out there, you know, I can do this better than you. Definitely. (laughs) So, I mean, it definitely helped motivate me. Yeah. um, With that. And I think it just kind of helped nurture my, uh, my competitive, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but like my, I see like a, like a winner's mindset, like a growth mindset. Yeah, for sure. And for me, I sometimes say I'm like, you know, I might be like a crazy person or a sicko, but I'm like, I love to win. Yeah, <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, I, I, I want to be the best person in the room. I want to work so hard that like I can do that uh, and be that person. And, right. you know, I just want to be the best at everything that I do. Facts. 
And you know, That's I fire. relate to that um, 100% because not in the athletic sense, but in the internal um, motivation sense, because another person who's in the same position as you, who got those opportunities, they could still feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm the only girl, oh, I'm this, I'm that. But mm-hmm. I feel like since you were little, since you were born, you had this inner strength motivation where you, like you're saying, you want to be number one. You want to win. You want to put yourself first. And mm-hmm. you will do what it takes, even struggle through the obstacles to get there and to be exactly. on top. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and I think that all paid off when when you saw yourself um, join like a major league um tackle football team which i'll let you go in more detail about because i don't have the best definition but um the x league could you tell us a little bit about you joining that yeah yeah for sure um so it all even derives from flag football too so when just getting the foundations of the game of football was was wonderful for me that i had that growing up mm. uh not many females do mm-hmm. um I, because I got to travel around the country, around the world playing flag, I had met a bunch of people that have joined different types of football leagues and, you know, and that is what kind of let me know what else was out there. And was this an all female league? Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The LFL (laughs) was an all, uh, or the X league was, uh, an all female league. Mm -hmm. Uh, the league originally started, um, in 2009 and their debut was during halftime of the Super Bowl that year. What? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And were you involved at that time? So I wasn't at that time. At that time I was still in high school. Um, so I wasn't as involved, but that was like, it's kickoff and that was the first time I had ever seen it mm-hmm. and uh it definitely kind of like raised my eyebrows because I'm like okay they're getting national attention right you know um originally the girls were in you know in like bras and like they had like garters and right, right. you know but the fact is that anything in business like you need something that's going to catch everyone's attention exactly like a clickbait exactly which- everybody does it. I mean, everyone does it, you know, and you need that. And that's basically what they did for the league. They just caught everyone's attention. They had this one opportunity to be in front of millions of people. They had to catch everyone's attention. Yeah. And they did. Definitely. And, um, I, that's kind of what like raised my like, uh, interest in the league. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't until like a year or two later, uh, some of my girlfriends that I was friends with from uh, Team Mexico's national flag football team, mm-hmm. they all started to play in a league that was funded by the, uh, at that time, it was the LFL. Okay. Um, and so, I'm sorry, when the LFL started, was it just in Massachusetts? or But you're saying they were on a Mexico league. No, so, so this was like... Yeah, so it wasn't... So the, LF, uh, the X League originally started on... Uh, they were out of, I believe, Vegas. Oh, wow. And so okay. that's where kind of like where the commission, like that's where the commissioner was and that's where like the headquarters was. Yeah. But they, what they were doing was building up teams in all of these different states and okay. countries. Got you. Wow, so, that's huge. Yeah. So some of my girlfriends started to play um, in Mexico and they were like, hey, you should get involved. It's a fun game try it out. Like Mm -hmm. you'll really like it. Yeah. They're like, I know like the uniforms look like bikinis, but you know, (laughs) it was that like something when you first saw it, like did draw you in like, Oh wow, it's exciting and newer. Or was it kind of like a 
self-consciousness like oh I'm not sure if I want to show myself like that in that light but I want to play the sport yeah and you know it was definitely something I took into consideration yeah um but it wasn't until I met the owner of the league his name was Mitch Mortaza and he's a really cool person he's very motivated Mm. and you know for him he would always tell us he's like guys I know it looks we're in the bikinis and I know not all of you want to do this he's like but there's a big picture. He was like, you know, it's going to be a slow process, but this is the highest platform mm-hmm. for women to play football. Wow. He was like, you guys are on news channels. You guys are on, uh, you guys are catching people's attention. Yeah. And people want to come see you play. Yeah. He's like, but before we can get to the uniforms, we have to work on the quality of the game. He's like, right. So when I joined um, when they brought a team to Massachusetts, to mm-hmm. Boston, it was the New England Liberty. We were in that phase where he was still putting all his time and his effort into making sure that the girls were being coached properly, being trained properly, mm-hmm. making sure that they're, you know, we're, we're bringing a good quality game. So it really was about like the actual sport over the look. Over the look, yes. Even though the look draws people in, and then mm-hmm. once they get to the game, they're like, oh, shit, these girls are actually talented. Actually talented. And, right. And that was the thing, and that's what would keep the fan base. Right, exactly. It, the bikinis drew, drew, drew people in, but it was the actual quality of the game is what kept people yeah, yeah. engaged. Yeah. And, and seeing um, females in that light, like playing a contact sport, not just doing flag football, actually mm-hmm. tackling each other, actually like... Like you look at some of these girls, they have muscle on muscle. Like yeah. they are built because yeah. they're being trained and, and being, uh, it's, I call it pro athlete, like you're a pro athlete. Right. You know what I mean? At that um, profession, that level of profession. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is, like professionalism. Yeah. You know, it, it's even though um, the sexualization of it makes you interested, like we're saying, mm-hmm. you stay because of the, the tactic. Exactly. Um, which is admirable overall for the organization Mm -hmm. and I feel like hopefully even breaking through that norm of like yeah we want to see women play when they look sexy but maybe opening the door in the future to we just want to see women play because they play just as well as men play exactly you know breaking down that that normalization socialization Mm -hmm. that that we've grown up with um the divide between men and women skills for sure you know in every form yeah um from the office to sports yeah so yeah, yeah, for sure. This is WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. And when you were, you know, in the position when you actually joined the team, you started playing. Um, how was that for you, like transitioning yourself into that, like getting yourself in shape for the game, staying in the right mindset, um, everything? Yeah, well, uh, one being a competitive person, <laughs> you're kind of always in that mindset. Hey, she's <laughs> a winner, growth mindset. We love it. Um, and when I had started playing, in the, uh, <laughs> when I had originally started playing uh, on that team in Massachusetts, um, I was actually at that time, at the same time, competing in bodybuilding. Wow, so, multi-talented. That, that's fire. <laughs> and it would be funny and fun for me I find it fun I don't know yeah. if anyone else would actually right. find it fun but you know I would be sometimes in the middle of my like depletion getting ready for one of my bodybuilding shows and then I would have like a football game 
a week later and I'd have to, where I'd be depleting, depleting, depleting. Then I'd have to like gain 10 pounds just oh so that I didn't gosh. get trucked over. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> and was your body like you were able to figure out a process of fluctuating, like whether it be eating habits or your workout routine? Mm-hmm. Like what was your main go to when you were trying to fluctuate back and forth? It was 100% nutrition. And I had a really awesome coach mm-hmm. uh, at the time for bodybuilding that would help me do that in a healthy manner and in a healthy way. Yeah. So she knew she had my back and so she'd be like, okay, this is what we need to do so that we can be here, but then we have to do this in order for you to be ready next week. Wow. And yeah. And you know, it's her and I would always have a lot of conversations about, you know, for women, we have a lot of like, I wouldn't say we have a lot, but we take into consideration our body image. Yeah, so for sure. So seeing like a 10 pound difference in a short amount of time, you're like, oh, I had a six pack last week. Right, right. <laughs> now I don't. Right. You know? And was that like <laughs> mentally for you? Like, were you okay with that? Did you ever feel self-conscious? Did you feel like you were self-body shaming ever? Or did you just kind of learn to appreciate the fact that you could kind of do that. And that's what it came down to. Yeah. I was like, I am, I felt so empowered by the fact that I could do both. <sighs> and I could, and that I was comfortable yes. in both bodies. Right. And that is something that I wish for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they're surrounded by like good people in their lives because, you know, ath- Ooh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> athlete me looks one way. Right normal day-to-day, I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm eating a burrito and having a margarita (laughs) tonight, body looks great. And then my, I'm just being healthy, being mindful of my, uh, of what I am eating and just maintaining body, all three of those people look so different. Yeah. So I like to tell people, find a range. Right. You should find a range that you're comfortable Right, right. But because so many factors are going to play in your day-to-day and in your life, so... And I think that's very important to talk about because just in general in society, like we are so hard on ourselves as females Mm -hmm. um, and men are hard on themselves too. Maybe they don't talk about it as much, but it's something that we have to open the conversation to be like, you know, just because I gained 10 pounds or just because I lost 10 pounds, my mentality, my motivation, my sense of self is still the Mm -hmm. same. I can get back there. It's not all about how you look. It's about how you feel, the strength, being healthy um, in your fitness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like too, um, with everything you just said from physically to mentally to training, Mm -hmm. um, the big word that keeps popping in my mind is discipline. And like with all pro athletes, with all sports, um, with anyone trying to make themselves better, you have to have a disciplined mindset as well um, mm-hmm. in a self-discipline to keep yourself on track. Even if somebody, if you don't have that coach there, if mm-hmm. you don't have that support, if you don't have your friends there, um, keeping yourself in line. Yeah. And, um, you know, now I just have to shout out congratulations on the two businesses you have. Thank um, you. Mr. Thank G's you. Cafe and Rec Fitness in Beverly. Thank um, you. And I feel like that those both came from that disciplined mindset. Like, okay, how can I take what I'm learning in sports, what I'm learning in the X leagues from transitioning back and forth with my body weights, bodybuilding, modeling, like Mm -hmm. literally we just named like six things that you would do in a span (laughs) of a few years um, to then being like, okay, now what? Now, how am I growing this and what am I doing with it? Yeah. Um, And I, and you took that and you kind of transitioned, you know, your passions into 
your purpose. Yeah. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about which one of those businesses came first mm -hmm. um, and how, you know, that discipline mindset played into you starting those? Yeah. Um, when it comes to... I mean, I know so, you've been at Mr. Yeah, G's yeah. for mad long, though. Say, so I'm going to just say there's that. A lot, there's a lot of history yeah, with Mr. There's G's. There's a lot of history for yeah. sure. And, yeah. uh, you know, I always think about how I got to where I'm at now. And, you know, Mr. G's, I had been there. It was my first job growing up. I started working there when I was 15 years old. And, um, and I would go to school all day, run down to the bottom of the hill, work for a couple hours, yep. go back up, play a sport, come back down, yep. work for a few more hours, <laughs> you know? Uh, so um, it was a big part of my life. And I stayed there forever because I, I loved everyone that I worked with. Everyone yeah. was my family. Right. So, And for anyone who doesn't know, it's a very close-knit, like, family pizza shop, like a home, local town type shop. Yeah. Um, lots of love. Generations of family that have run it. Mm -hmm. And Kenya, I feel like, became part of that family, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, for sure. And the owner, Kat, she, um, she has the same mindset as me. Mm. So she's got that winner mentality, and she's yeah. like... You know, you just got to put your head down and you just grind and this is what you got to do. And everyone there was like that. So I enjoyed that environment. Right. Because everyone around me was doing the same thing as me. Everyone, right. Uh, it, even though it was like just a pizza shop, but it was tough. It was a lot of work. Yeah. And you had to work hard. Yeah. And, and at the same time, you, you're going to school, you're doing your sports and you're working there yeah. at a young age. Like that's not easy to maintain at the same time. Yeah. So so I became part of the family um, that owned Mr. G's. So um, a few years ago, as they were um, looking to retire, they had given me that option. And it's not just me because I couldn't do it without my partners. Mm -hmm. um, I've got my two partners And my boyfriend, Jesse, who is another partner at Mr. G's Cafe. Shut up, and Jesse. That, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I truly couldn't do any of that uh, without them. Yeah. Uh, everyone plays their role and everyone plays their part. And, um, and we have such a good relationship and a good friendship that we can talk to each other and be blunt and honest and... Uh, And that's what makes good partners. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so that was Mr. G's. When it comes to Rec, my partners from Mr. G's are also my partners at Rec. Oh, really? So Katie and Corey, uh, my two partners there, um, they, same thing. Mm -hmm. So we have a great relationship that I, I couldn't do it without them. Right. And in either business, like I could not do any of it without them. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I think it's very important if people are going to start their own businesses, if you're going to have partners, it's having a partner is just like getting into a relationship. <sighs> you don't just jump into a relationship with anyone. That's you got to know. Fire. Yeah. You just got to know the people and you got to know what they're about uh, and really nurture that relationship yeah. too with those people. Yeah. So that's a, I a hundred percent agree with that on anything that you do, um, making sure the team that you work with is on that genuine same path as you mm -hmm. have that same mindset, mm -hmm. um, and being able to be like honest, open and communicative, because if you don't, 
it can't it can't grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has exactly. to be that same type page. Yeah. Um, and the I actually didn't realize that the partners from Mr. G's Cafe were the same partners that you have for Rec Fitness. Mm-hmm. And I've actually never got to speak to you like off air about this, but like mm-hmm. the the idea of Rec, the the thought baby that grew, like where mm-hmm. where did Rec Fitness start with you um, personally, or was it a group idea that you guys kind of came up with one day? Um, I'll tell you what it actually started. Uh, so Katie Corey started rec with two other partners. Okay. It originally started with them doing boot camps mm-hmm. out um, out at Salem Commons. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so it wasn't a building, like it wasn't a gym. Wasn't a gym. Wasn't a Got building. You. It was something that they were doing uh, during the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the summers, uh, and then after one summer, they had a great following. People were like all right, what are we going to do for the winter? Yep. Like, where are we going? What are we doing? Right. So that's when they originally started RAC and they found an indoor location and they were able to, um, and they were able to bring it to life basically. Wow. Okay. At that time I, I was friends with them, but I was actually still playing in the X league and I was in Pittsburgh. Wow. So I would be, I would come home for a little bit, but then I'd spend a lot of time down in Pittsburgh as well. So I wasn't here in Massachusetts like full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one one time, one of their partners, uh, as I was getting out of the league, one of their partners was looking to get out of the business. Mm-hmm. So they had presented me with that opportunity wow. and um, and brought me in. That's amazing. Yeah. That, that's fire. <laughs> You know, I personally feel like everything that we go through in life, whether it's obstacles, struggles, um, things when we were young, things growing up, that everything really does lead to um, a point or a purpose. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when you were offered with that opportunity at REC, it was kind of like a full circle of being able to combine what you love doing your whole life, which is like being an athlete, um, helping, you know, other people be athletes or, or be motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you kind of get to be at the forefront of, of doing that. Yeah. Um, did you feel like that when you got that opportunity? Yeah, for sure. I, it, I mean, we were already friends, so we already had yeah. a good foundation with our, our friendship. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think them at that time I was helping them teach like a class like once or twice a week. Yeah. Um, so I think they knew where I stood. They knew I work hard, I'm determined. I'll I'll do the best job that I can do for them. Right. Um, and they know that I would support them, right. you know, and support sure. their business. And, you know, it, we've created such a wonderful environment and such a wonderful thing and yes yeah what kind of um actual classes do you guys offer um at rec and do you actually instruct them or do you do more behind the scenes stuff Mm. um or like personal training what does that look like on your end yeah so for the gym itself it is a boutique style so we run mostly classes um we start classes from 5 a.m and we go until 7 p.m or 8 p.m at night wow so there's options there that's of awesome. options and all the classes change we run um we do strength training classes uh cardio core boxing um we offer yoga um what else 
I actually just yeah. want to bring up, I saw, I think it was on a recent Instagram post you guys put up um, or on your website, but it was like a youth program I think you're going to be starting up soon. Yeah. Or maybe it already started. Yeah. So we run a youth program as well um, for a lot of the local kids in the area. And we teach them how to basically um, learn how to cha- train themselves and you know, there's a progression to it. Uh, we go from elementary school to middle school to high school. Mm-hmm. So we've got kids that have started with us at elementary school and now they're in high school. And it's wow. And it's fun to see them grow as athletes. That's huge. Yeah. Do you feel like, you know, when you were an athlete, when you were younger, that, you know, you kind of had a program like rec that you were able to like, be involved in or have that like supportive community type style? Um, you know what? I don't. Uh, when I grew up, I didn't have something like rec, which I think was part of the motivation to have that. Yeah. That's I feel fine. that for sure. I feel yeah. that. Um, and you know, what is it, Kenya? Like, what actually do you feel like it is that keeps you motivated to be doing all of these things? Um, I know that's hard to define because self-motivation is different for everyone and it really yeah. is subjective. But I just feel like you've always been such a go-getter. And I feel like you have a secret key (laughs) to something. (laughs) You know, I I don't know what it is exactly. Um, I know that the things that I put my heart into, I'm very passionate for. And so I want them to be the best things that they can be. So, um, and what keeps me going is I think wanting to I think I said it at the beginning, but like, I want to get the most out of this one life that I have. So that's why I want to try different things. I want to do different things. I want to see what this world kind of has to offer. And I think that's what motivates me. And I want to see how good I can be at at that thing. Hey, we love that. That's fun. You know, right now in your life, in your career, where you're at with your businesses, where you're at with yourself, your fitness, um, are there any short-term, long-term goals, anything in the works um, that you're kind of moving towards as a personal self? um, Or are you kind of like just building where you're at currently? Um, I mean, I'm still, I'm still building where I'm at, but where I would like to grow a little bit more into is I've actually started to dabble a little bit with like real estate has kind of like, whoa, what? Piqued my interest. That's crazy. Like not being like a realtor, but uh, but buying a real estate. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend Jesse is very interested in it as well. So mm-hmm. um, you know we're kind of learning it together. Yeah. At, at the same time, and I think that's been kind of like fun. Yeah. For me, um, I'm I haven't like jumped into it just yet, but yeah. but it's piqued my interest definitely a that's lot. That's awesome. Uh, there's been so much that's gone on over the last few years with the pandemic so like right. understanding like different trends of like what's going on in the world and how it plays a role into something like real estate you don't even think about it sometimes yeah and yeah. so I don't know that that's something that I've been like interested in lately yeah I love that that's awesome <laughs> um, but something I think I really have been starting to be a little bit more passionate about is kind of growing and supporting females in football Shh. 
that, that's fun. And you know, I was actually going to ask you, so it's dope that you just brought that point up. Um, first of all, I just want to say the fact that you have done all these things and right now you're like, you know what? I want to dabble in some real estate. Um, anybody listening in, it really shows that you can be a lifelong learner forever. You don't have to be set in one path, but you can use your path and your purposes to build up to other paths and purposes. You can keep making that empire. You can make it um, generational wealth. You know what I mean? Don't think about just this one, you know, aspect of yourself because there's so much to come in the future. Um, building in the present leads to what you can have in the future. So, so everything you put in right now, I believe will always come back to you. And it's yeah. like, since you've been putting in that hard work, since you were, you know, 15 years old, started working, playing sports, going to school and continued that path, um, the opportunities would come back around because you were always putting that out. You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. And I was going to ask you also about the, you're saying to support young females in sports. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, how do you feel like we open up or continue to open up um, the athletic world, the sport world to be equal for females um, or or just getting it, I don't know, like more on a higher level? Because I guess like, You know, I've had these conversations with friends throughout the years, and it's like the highest paid basketball player in the NBA, you know, Mm -hmm. would never like the salaries of the top WNBA player. They will never match is like these debates that we've had. And it's like, how do we get to the point where that's equal? Um, Do you think that starts with like working with youth and building up programs or where does that start with you? Yeah, I do. I think it starts um, with youth and providing more opportunities for them and having um, more opportunities to grow and grow themselves as athletes and grow the sports that they're all passionate in. Yeah. So I think that will definitely, that plays a role. Yeah, for Um, sure. And and I think like giving them the confidence to like, just looking at you, Kenya, like you are actually an example of being a young female who transitioned herself into a position. And I think that's like the important thing too, like other female athletes being able to tell their stories and and start like opportunities where it's like, I'll show you, even though you came from the same spot as me and right now you feel young, you feel like you can't do it. You see all these men in the higher up sports, like, yeah, this is where I'm at. This is what I've gone through. Yeah. You know, but but the other thing is too, is like creating opportunities, like, for these young girls that are growing, now what? Where do they go after that? And what's what happens next for them? Definitely. Um, one of the, a couple of cool things that are like going on in the world now for like girls and playing football or flag football. So for most girls, they would play until they were about like 18. Mm-hmm. And then there's a drop off for about a few years because girls will play flag and then go to college and they might play their whatever sport that they played in high school because there isn't an opportunity for these girls to play flag football in college Yeah, until over the last year or so they've now they've started D1 programs for flag football for females. Wow. And unfortunately they're not up here and there's only a handful of those schools that are offering that. Yeah. Um, and they're mostly down South, but mm-hmm. the fact is there were, there were women leading the way mm-hmm. that helped allow that to happen so these young girls that are coming up now 
they have a really cool opportunity that I never had. Yes. That they're going to be able to go to college, play a D1 sport. Right. And continue that discipline, continue the craft, continue the sport. And then after that, hopefully they'll have an opportunity after that to go play for a national league or national team. And, you know, we just have to keep growing and we have Mm -hmm. to keep paving this way and be thankful for the women before us. And, you know, and we hope that it translates down to these young girls that are starting now. And I hope that they will continue, continue what we're starting. Definitely. And supporting teams like the X league and, and Mm -hmm. things that have come up from, from the very start. It's like, you know, when you get bricks, like build your, your empire off of those bricks and it takes one by one by one by one. Mm -hmm. Um, but keeping stuff like that alive in your community, um, is so important. And like, I don't know, like maybe like a Kenya rec, like football team (laughs) in the future. Like I'm seeing things. I can see it. Um, that's awesome though, Kenya. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I just, um, from your perspective as mm-hmm. like a businesswoman, as an entrepreneur, um, somebody who, you know, is trying to start, keep doing their own thing and, and keep starting their own things. Um, how important is it to you? Like on the behind the scenes of making connections and networking and following up with those, um, for what you've like accomplished so far? Um, for me, I feel like networking is, is so critical and so huge when it comes to being an entrepreneur and um, knowing, having connections and being, for me, it's, you want to get to know people and you want to be a good person too. Building good foundations with people, that's what's going to help you so that when someone's in a room with someone else and they're talking about a gym, I hope they're going to be like, oh, I really like this girl, Kenya. And Beverly, you should go check out her gym. Like that's the thing. Like I want all always stay in good graces with people. And I, and I want to, I want people to genuinely know that I'm going to support them and that I'm going to do the right thing. And that, um, and I just, I'm sorry. I just want to jump in. Like, (laughs) I feel like, what something that you just said is so important, but like the genuineness of it, you know what I mean? Like I've known you for, like I said, like my whole life and nothing you've ever done that I've known about has ever been fake, has ever been um, selfish, has ever been negative. Do you know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. all the vibes that you put out from your businesses to like the conversations you have, like it's just always positive, always like I'm saying that growth mentality. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like um, that manifestation of like you're saying, like if you put that out to every single person you're talking to, if you um, always come from a a loving mindset, a loving um, communication instead Mm -hmm. of hate instead of negative, instead of unconfident, instead of um, self-doubt, you Mm -hmm. know, that's already paving that path for others to be like, yeah, we want her on our team because she's projecting positive energy. Right. Um, And I think that like, that's a huge thing, um, especially for females listening in. We take a lot of, um, we take a lot, you know what I mean? Throughout our lives, whether it be judgment, whether it just be opinions or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, or just 
being in the minority gender. You know, we deal and struggle with a lot. Um, And for young females listening in, it's important to be able to, no matter what you're going through, still pull that motivation, pull that self-love out and project that, you know, because hate only builds more hate and love Mm -hmm. and positivity can build a purpose and can build something like you're starting now um, that we can show to future generations. Yeah. So again, I just have to shout you out. Thank Um, you. And before, you know, before we get out of here, Kenya, (laughs) I ask all my guests who come on the show a question. um, Mm -hmm. And just from knowing you, like I've said, I feel like you're a different type of female, that you have a really special heart, um, soul, and mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just wondering what it means to you to be an old soul (laughs) in a young world or just having an old soul at all, even if you don't personally feel like that? Yeah. um, I know it's a big question. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a tough question. I know it is. But it's a good question. (laughs) Um, You know, I I think my old soul... Like the characteristic I can think about that about myself is that I ca- that I care and I care a lot for the people around me and I care a lot about um, the people that I love and what they're doing and I want to make sure that they know that I know I I'm always busy and I can't always be around but I want them to know that even from afar I'm still rooting for you I'm still thinking about you and I wishing the best for you. Yes. And I think that's something that a lot of people, I think today don't really have. I don't find a lot of people to be that genuine (laughs) or to care enough. And I get it. Everyone has like their own things going on, but I think it's also very important, like I, to keep that going. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying earlier, just putting that type of energy out in the world. Cause you know, positive energy is, um, is contagious. So, <laughs> so putting that out there and 100%. surrounding yourself with that, I yes. think, uh, is big and it's just going to make everyone around you better people. Yes. Yes. That, that's fun. And I appreciate you saying that so much because you're right. Like caring and empathy is such a unique trait and a rare trait, um, in people nowadays because, you know, the world's so chaotic. There's so much going on. Mm -hmm. There's so much struggles and and so much things that can, you know, get under your skin that sometimes we let the external affect the internal so much that we're no longer ourselves. Um, When you have that caring, that caring self, that caring mentality, um, it is a genuine old soul trait because you mean it. You know what I mean? Everyone around you can feel that you mean it too. Um, Like I said, it's it's never fake with you. It's always genuine. So (laughs) I just appreciate your vibes. I appreciate your energy. Um, You know, everything that you've started, the example that you've set for young women um, through football leagues up um, to, you know, starting your own business in a food industry industry and a fitness industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, touching a lot of different bases. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just want to give you the opportunity to let people know, you know, where they can check you out online, how they can follow what you're doing in the future, Rec Fitness, Mr. G's Cafe, all that good stuff. Put (laughs) all the plugs in. (laughs) All right. All right. I mean, you can follow me personally at on Instagram at Kenya McKeon. Uh, you can follow Rec Fitness. It's also at Rec Fitness on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, we're jumping onto TikTok. <laughs> Shout out Katie, because she's been killing it. Um, and then you can also find the Mr. G's Cafe also on Instagram and Facebook. 
That, that, that's fun. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Kenya, for being here. Thank as you always. for having me. Yes. I just want to show you out. You've been saying all these nice things about me. I'm like, check this out. This is so wonderful. Girl. And you are such an old soul in a young world. And it's <laughs> it's so funny because and like I just have to end on this note. Like I said, like Kenya has literally known me since before I knew I had a purpose. You know, Kenya knew me, probably didn't even know when I was going through depression, and she probably didn't even know that, but she yeah. was still there and she was being a con constant female that I always looked up to out of all of my sister's friends as a mentor um, and as somebody who's doing a big thing. And that's why I was like, yo, I have to have her on the show. I don't care when it is, but I know one day we're going to chop it up. I'm just so Um, proud of everything that you've done. This is so wonderful. And I love watching your material and your stuff. And, you you know, just keep you just keep doing your thing. You know, it's positive female entrepreneurs and examples um, that we are that are going to lead other people to want to do the same. So anybody listening in, I just want y'all to know what I've done, what Kenya's done, what Mm -hmm. we've built over the years. It hasn't been easy. It doesn't mean that we haven't struggled. It doesn't mean things haven't gone wrong in between. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've learned from that and we've built better and we've become better people from it. Um, So again, Kenya, thank you so much. She's Mm -hmm. doing so much great stuff in the community and beyond for the future of young females, athletes, entrepreneurs, and everything in between. And make sure you guys tune in with me next week on Old Soul in the Young world with your host jesse ellie you're listening to wbca lp 102.9 fm boston boston's community radio station